Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome into this week's episode of the Believe in Tobacco Road podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stone. This is episode three on the Believe Podcast Network. As always, I believe podcast the network for professionals. I want to thank everybody for listening to the first couple episodes, especially last week's with UNC play-by-play man Jones Angel. We'll have more great uh, interviews like that coming soon, particularly on uh, on next week's show uh, as well. A few things I wanted to touch on on this week's show. First off, Zion Williamson, the case surrounding him, whether he got paid while he was at Duke and what that looks like at the moment. Also, the impacts of a possible ACC-only football schedule. Those are the two main topics I really wanted to uh, to discuss on this week's show. So let's start off with, uh, with Zion Williamson. Of course, everybody's heard at this point, it was alleged that Zion Williamson got paid by an agency while he was at Duke. Real shocker that a big-time college basketball prospect allegedly got paid uh, during his time in college. It's not anything new. It's not anything that uh, we haven't seen before or heard before. But this this particular story is getting uh, kind of interesting because the agent that had reached out on on behalf of the agency, Slavko Dursic, who uh, or Durage, excuse me, uh, he he was accused in the affidavit of arranging a four hundred thousand dollar payment to Zion's family while he was at Duke. He now says he was the victim of a con job, according to uh, the Sports Illustrated. Uh, saying that he was targeted by people who said they represented at Zion's inner circle in a scheme that ended up costing him $100,000. Uh, Durich's main claim is that a person who identified himself as an intermediary for Williamson and, a fa- and family friend James Chubby Wells offered him a percentage of Williamson's future earnings in exchange for $100,000. First off, when these deals go down and they actually the payment actually goes out, Rarely is a star, a true star like Zion Williamson, going to give up any percentage of their future earnings. They're usually just going to go with a one-time payment and be done with this and have it in the past. Also, there there was no alleged contact with Zion Williamson, according to to Durich. Uh, He said he spoke with someone on the phone who identified himself as Williamson's stepfather, Lee Anderson, which easily that can be done 
somebody could have easily been faking that there was no he never met anybody face to face which is just laughable i mean if you're gonna do something like this you at least need to have a face-to-face meeting or a facetime or something along those lines he also never spoke with zion williamson so this doesn't completely uh tear apart gina ford's uh hundred million dollar lawsuit against zion williamson but it certainly places it in heavy doubt and i think there was doubt to begin with because one it's duke and we've seen time and time again the ncaa is not going to heavily penalize their blue blood programs we saw it with unc with basketball you didn't see any of their guys really get in too much trouble. They got a little bit of hurt in terms of getting recruit recruiting and things like that because of the fog that was hanging over them, but they didn't really get in too much trouble. Uh, we've seen, we haven't seen Kansas get penalized for what they're currently going through. And years and years back, you could go back to Alabama and there was a payment fraud at Alabama and everybody pretty much got paid athletes from all programs except the football program. So we've seen this time and time again. The NCAA is not going to penalize their blue blood programs because they're the cash cows. Uh, Also, I think we're in a day and age, and I think this hasn't gotten the press that a lot of people that that hate Duke would have liked to have seen it get, mainly because, well, one, it's Duke, and two, I don't think people care (laughs) if if these athletes get paid anymore. I, I think we're at a stage where most people accept that these things happen under the table, and they're okay with it. And I think we're also moving in a direction that athletes at some point in college sports are going to get some kind of compensation. So I think at this point, it's just so late in the game when it comes to this topic that people are immune to it because we hear it all the time. And also, what are you going to erase for Duke? A Sweet 16 trip? Like, come on, this, this, this just isn't that big of a deal. And it happens everywhere. So I think that's that's the big reason why you don't see this maybe get the reaction uh, that that you know people that hate Duke would like to uh, would like to see it get is because it, it just it isn't <laughs> it, it isn't uh, anything surprising it isn't anything that we don't see all the time or that you know that people that we don't that we know goes on we know this goes on these kids get paid before they go to college they get they get handouts and their families get handouts and houses and cars and and everything on the aau circuit i mean you've heard the stories i'm not talking to a bunch of idiots here you guys know what goes on and i think that's a big part as to why this just really hasn't gotten that kind of reaction also the fact you're looking at a time when there's not any sports going on uh, we're in the middle of a pandemic and there's a possibility that we may not see any college sports this uh, this fall, so I think uh, a lot of <laughs> the reporting is focused on that and what the future looks like going forward. So I, I just think that's a big part of why you haven't necessarily seen this maybe get the the traction that it would have got uh, in, in a lot of in a lot of other years. I, I guess is what I'm uh, what I'm really driving at in uh, in this situation. Uh, but just wanted to touch on that uh, that briefly. Uh, obviously, though, the big news that's come out since last week when it comes to college sports was that the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, and we touched on this a little bit with uh, UNC play-by-play man Jones Angel on last week's show, is that those that we had heard, you know, that the, the Pac-12 and the Big Ten were definitely go- or have gone conference only as far as their football schedule. 
Uh, the ACC was leaning that way. They still have not made a decision on that. And, and we haven't you know, heard necessarily what the SEC or what the Big 12 is going to, uh, going to do at, at this point. Uh, but just to, uh, to quickly you know, kind of run over the games that the four tobacco road schools would lose if this ends up happening. Uh, we'll start with Wake Forest. Wake Forest would lose uh, their first three games of the year, actually. They would lose a game at Old Dominion. They would lose a game at home against Appalachian State and a game at home against Villanova. The Notre Dame game is kind of up in the air in terms of what Notre Dame would end up having to do. And we'll get to that uh, after I run through these uh, these other four schedules. But those are the those are the three games uh, that uh, that you know Wake Forest would end up losing. Uh, UNC. UNC would probably be hurt the worst by this in terms of opportunity and you know trying to really get on national stages and continue building a program that could become a national power. They would lose a game at UCF to start the season. They would then lose a game in Atlanta against Auburn, and they would lose a game at home against uh, JMU or James Madison University. They'd also lose a November game against UConn. But those two for those first two games obviously really hurt if you're UNC and you end up losing those games because they're both games that are going to be on national television. They're both games that are against programs. One in UCF that's on the rise and has been prominent over the last couple of years and then a power a typical uh, up and down at times, but a typical power and a big time SEC name in Auburn. You know, winning those games on national TV are, are big for recruiting also, the fact that you get to go down and play, uh, you would go down and play in Orlando and in Atlanta, two recruiting hotbeds. I, I mean, that, that that those two, UNC would be hurt the most by this. There, there is no question when you look at uh, at these four schools and the opportunities that are in front of them this uh, this season. Now, if you're NC State, uh, you would lose games, uh, a game at home actually against Mississippi State. So, you know, tough loss there in terms of an opportunity. If you're NC State to get a nice win over a an SEC school, you'd also lose a game at Troy and a game at home against uh, against Delaware. Also a game at home against Liberty. But the main one that would obviously hurt there is that game against uh, against Mississippi State. And then when you look at Duke's schedule, Duke wouldn't really lose a whole lot. They'd just maybe lose what you would think would be three wins for the Blue Devils. They would lose. Uh, all all games at home. They lose games against Middle Tennessee, Elon, and uh, and Charlotte, uh, and that's that's really and maybe a game against uh, against Notre Dame. Obviously, that would kind of depend on what ends up happening with uh, with Notre Dame. Obviously, as far as you know, how the schedule ends up uh, ends up shaking out. So, uh, which is a big money game, obviously, if you're Duke and you get a chance to play against uh, against Notre Dame. So that would certainly be a loss, even though that game is in Notre Dame. Uh, Wake Forest also would lose big if they lost that game against Notre Dame because that game uh, is scheduled to be played in Charlotte. So that would obviously be a big loss if you're uh, if you're Wake Forest as well. Uh, so, so Wake Forest and, and UNC, the two teams that would really lose uh, pretty big. You know, Wake would lose a chance to play against App State. That's a big that's a big draw, particularly in Winston Salem, which is where I live. There's a lot of App State alumni here, a lot of App State fans. So that's a big draw in Winston Salem. Also, it's you know it's an hour from Boone, hour fifteen minutes, uh, and you know you lose that game against Notre Dame potentially. Um, but th- th- that's, those are the games that would get lost in what's 
currently expected to happen. Now, the one advantage the ACC has in this instance, they haven't had in past years. A lot of members of the ACC have wanted Notre Dame to join the conference. They think it's unfair that Notre Dame gets to be a part of the prominent basketball conference that is the ACC, but they don't have to be a full-time member in football. And they haven't had the cards to really force that on Notre Dame because Notre Dame has their own TV deal. They get all that money coming in. It's hard for Notre Dame, you know, in a typical year to be like, yeah, we're, you know, we're not turning down all this money from, uh, from NBC to come join you full-time and this opportunity to have uh, a really good schedule in most seasons. But when you look at it this year, and you're Notre Dame, and you play six ACC games, that's your contract with the ACC, and, you know, if you look at Notre Dame's schedule, that you know, they always play typically a Pac-12 and some Big Ten schools as well. So, <laughs> you're in a spot if you're Notre Dame, and you're in a spot if you're the ACC, that you can really kind of press the, press the issue on Notre Dame if you want to, and try to make them become a full member of your conference. Even if it's for a year, you could probably get some financial gain out of that if you're the ACC, and you maybe even try to push the issue further going forward. Now, I haven't thought about it in terms of like what would be best for Notre Dame. Maybe they just sit out a football season uh, if that ends up being what the ACC proposes. I would doubt it, though, just because of the revenue you would lose from you know TV contract um, and just you know retail and everything in general if you're uh, you're Notre Dame. But the way the schedule is currently constructed for Notre Dame, if if the ACC goes conference only and they lose those games, it, Notre Dame would lose. They've already lost a game with Wisconsin. They've already lost a game with Stanford. They've already lost a game with USC. They're already down three games. They would lose games with Wake, Pitt, Duke, Clemson, and Georgia Tech, and Louisville. So they would lose... Six games, six more games. That'd be not. It'd be down to three games on their schedule. That's what I wonder if the ACC is kind of licking their chops about the possibility of going conference only, for the sole reason that they could maybe press Notre Dame for the first time on this in terms of trying to get them to become a full time member of the ACC. I think that's something that's you know fascinating and going to be really interesting to watch. Also another game to, you know, kind of look at if you're if you're Notre Dame, they also get Arkansas at home. So depending on what the SEC does, um it, it could get it's a dicey situation really for uh, for Notre Dame and, and you wonder, you know, particularly if they lose that game with Arkansas, you would have Navy on your schedule in Western Michigan. Uh those are probably I, I would imagine those at this point are safe games. You would wonder, you know, does the ACC, if Notre Dame does agree to come on board, does the ACC give Notre Dame some more games? Do they give Notre Dame some more ACC games? They schedule them some more anyway. It's This is all going to be a logistical nightmare in terms of trying to schedule all this out. And it's going to be really interesting to uh, to watch and see how things end up playing out if we even end up having a uh, a college football season. Furthermore, you know, some of the talk, when it comes to to football, obviously, is does the season get delayed to the spring? You know, Jones and I talked about Jones Angel and I talked about that a little bit last week. And what would that mean for basketball? Would basketball go on as scheduled? Uh, would basketball push back 
would they go on at the same time? I, that, these are the questions that we don't have an answer to and don't have any kind of you know, resolve. Also, you know, this scheduling thing, what does it mean for the college football playoff? Uh, does that end up getting pushed back? Obviously, you'd have to if the schedule gets pushed back some. But, you know, if you go to a conference-only schedule, do you end up – you end up having a situation where you expand the playoff. Uh, you know how do you how do you base the four teams? Do you expand it to eight? Do you expand it to to sixteen even and let more teams in and more teams play because you've had a shorter season? I, I think that is a potential option that we could see just in terms of trying to be fair and trying to determine who the true national champion is because it's going to be harder. Because you're not going to have the inner conference, or excuse me, the the outer conference head to heads. You're not going to get those those Notre Dame and, and Michigan games that you usually get, or you know UNC and Auburn, or or any anything like that. Ohio State, Oregon has been canceled at, at this point, so it, it's going to be really interesting to see if college football how the playoff adjusts. If we end up having a schedule, I, I think it, it's really possible that you see the playoff expand. Maybe for one year only, depending on, how, depending on how it comes out, obviously. But if you go conference only, you're going to have teams that have played fewer games, so the attrition isn't as bad. Also, you know, it gives you know, so you, you're not going to have as clear of a picture of who those four teams should be. And I think it's a real possibility you could end up with like a sixteen and eight, maybe even a sixteen team playoff because of that. Um, you know, gets more games, more revenue later in the year, where you potentially, where potentially maybe things have uh, have slowed down and improved uh, health wise as well. So I think that's something that's going to be really interesting to watch out for. And and I was getting into basketball, and, and you're seeing what the NBA is doing, right? They're going into a bubble. So it, it crossed my mind: if basketball went conference only, could they do that? The answer is no. Uh, it, it's a logistical nightmare because Disney World's about the only place you could necessarily pull that off at because you have big enough hotels. They're all there together. The gym's right there. Anywhere else, you can't really pull that off. And, and then you 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 can't give it to one conference and let them go play at Disney World and not let the other conferences do it. Also, you're talking about doing it for what would be two to three months. Um, you know, these kids you would assume are going online at that point. You'd also have to, you'd also have huge traveling parties for the, for the colleges. You maybe would have to trim that down some, you know, how much does it end up costing the colleges to, uh, to put these kids up? Uh, and then again, how do you even have an NCAA tournament? If you can't base, it's easier, I think, than the college football playoff, but if you don't have any, you know, head to heads, if you don't have your, your typical, Duke and Kansas games or Michigan State and Kentucky games. It's going to make this whole thing, this whole, whole coronavirus thing, and people are hurting. There's bigger things going on than sports right now. There, There is no question at all. But this whole thing has just been really tough and really difficult to deal with. And I think sports is a perfect example of that. Also, you know, schools trying to figure out if they're going to uh, going to come back and when they're going to come back. And uh, and things like that. So uh, hopefully we end up getting sports. That that's everybody's hope, obviously. Uh, but at this point, we're just kind of at a holding spot. We just gotta kind of gotta kind of wait and see. I hope 
on next week's episode. I know it's a little short this week, but I hope on next week's episode we've got more positive stuff to talk about. I'll definitely have a guest or two on uh, on ne- next week's episode as well. As always, you can listen to Believe and you can listen and download and subscribe to Believe in Tobacco Road on Apple and Spotify anywhere that you get podcasts. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.